the antidote. 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 You're listening to the antidote with Dave Hawkins. With Christian music that doesn't suck. Dave Hawkins, and this is The Antidote. Back in the early 1970s, Larry Norman wondered, why should the devil have all the good music? Forty years later, the punk band Praiser put a twist on that same thought with tonight's opening track, The Devil Can't Play Rock and Roll. That Rock Edge song doesn't really give a very accurate idea of the style of Praiser, who are out-and-out dedicated punk. They're also opinionated, bold, thoughtful, worshipful. And here's a forewarning. Sometimes their lyrics can include some rough language. I admire the band for crushing the cliché of soft Christianity. And Marcus Bender of Praiser meets with us for a conversation about their music, why they swear, what motivates the band, social issues, and if there's any difficulty for a German band to record in English. Time to get into the music now, Appraiser, where they lay out their music intentions on this pair of some of their early songs. I praise God and blessed be the punk. Enjoy. I might be trying to something, but have the wrong to good. I might have been confused and lost, but it's me to keep it there. I might have disobeyed with the lost books of my heart, but whatever happened in my life, I praise God. No matter what 
It's great to have Marcus Bender of Germany from the band Praiser join the antidote. Marcus, thanks so much for meeting up with me. Well, thanks for interviewing us. You're not the only member of the band, so you've got to fill us in who else is involved. Well, uh, I started the band in 2009 with Andre, uh, who's playing drums and also singing, uh, like me. And we were doing this as a duo for quite some time. And um, last year, for a short while, uh, Robin joined on bass and left after some weeks due to some personal reasons. But uh, he came back this year in summer. And so we are now three guys, Robin on bass, Andre on drums, and myself on guitar. And Andre and me, we are all uh, sharing, screaming, and singing. Yeah. I've been considering that I'm going to have to put an explicit lyrics label on this show because <laughs> Praiser is not one of those carefully polite Christian bands. You guys say what you think, but yeah. you know it makes me wonder how Christians have reacted to your music. Different, I think. Um, we have a like like a place uh, between many other bands because we are a Christian band, but also a political band. And as you said, we sometimes use these swear words. So uh, I think we have some small group of Christians who really like our stuff because we are different. And I think we have also people who maybe can't handle it or, or uh, don't like the way we do our stuff. And so they don't listen to our music. And in general, I must say in Germany, it's a little bit more different uh, than the USA regarding for example, the uh, swear word uh, thing or the political stuff. So uh, when we play at Freakstock, for example, it's a big Christian festival in Germany, alternative festival. Um, last year we played, so we're, there were quite a lot of people watching our show. And I think here it's not uh, such a big problem. From the USA, for example, we sometimes get gut reactions like, why do you use the bad language and stuff like this. But even those people uh, say they, from time to time, they listen to our stuff. I opted out of playing Praiser songs that include too much swearing, but the song The Nuns gets into a rough topic. The band talks about the crude way that some artists have portrayed nuns, but how women are entitled to take control of their own sexuality. that Christian musicians are just too easygoing with what they record? Should they be more opinionated like Praiser? I think um, I think everyone has to decide this for themselves. Uh, I mean, I grew up with Christian music and I liked a lot of stuff and I still like a lot of that stuff. And if someone, for example, decides to focus on spiritual things, 
like uh, many of the spirit-filled hardcore bands used to do in the 90s. I uh, I like this a lot, and I still listen to this stuff, like like Unashamed or Early Zayo or Strong Arm or just uh, some days ago I listened to, to Six Feet Deep. Um, but I also must admit, um, in the 90s I started to listen more to, to also normal uh, punk rock and political views and, and criticizing social issues. Um, I think a very important part, non-Christian punk rock. And um, yeah, sometimes I wish Christian bands would do this uh, a little bit more. I mean, you had, for example, Crash Dog in the 90s, and I think they were a very political band, and they have a lot of uh, songs with very clear lyrics about topics, and I, I must admit, I like this. I watched the Black Code documentary at the Reframe Film Festival this weekend, it showed how technology has put us under the eye of Big Brother. On Prazer's Troubled Times, the song Dystopian Reality carries on with that same theme. If you want a picture of the future, imagine a boot stamping on a human face forever. Back out the day! Many Oceania is at war with East Asia. Oceania has always been at war with East Asia. Eurasia is our ally. Eurasia has always been our ally. Well, Marcus, with you having such a huge exposure to punk music, you've yeah. got to pick out the one band that you think is the best. <laughs> That's impossible. <because laughs> really, it's impossible. I, uh, I must say, I have some bands, I would say, that were a big influence for me. Um, one is definitely from the Christian part, One Bad Pick, because I think it was first punk band maybe I listened to, or one of the first bands. There's a German band called Die Toten Hosen. Nowadays, they are more like a rock band, but in the 80s, they were, I think, a punk band, and I think they were a big influence for me. And I must admit, one of my favorite bands, and I struggled a lot uh, with uh, listening to them, is Bad Religion. So um, I think they are definitely one of my favorite punk rock bands. And then you've got bands like, for example, in, in the hardcore music, uh, like Yuppie Side from New York, I like them a lot. Or the New Bomb Turks, who are more like a garage uh, rock and roll punk band. Uh, they were also one of my favorite bands. So I think I can't pick just only one because there are too many bands uh, that I really like to listen to. What? 
number one from the Scandalization album. And coming up from the 7-Eleven release is God is No Cop. God, God is no cop. God is no cop. God is no cop. God is no God is no God is no God no God God no God no God brought up the name Bad Religion. Praiser did a cover of one of their songs, Modern Man. Why in particular did you want to record that song? Oh, um, I think it was like a group decision. Back then when we did it, we were only two guys. Andre likes Bad Religion uh, too, and he even listened to them before I did. Um, He grew up with them, like listening to Bad Religion, and I think it was his idea to take this song. And I think the lyrics are fine, criticizing, I think, how we uh, treat uh, the planet and how mankind behaves. So I think the lyrics are cool with me, and the song itself is good, and it's from, I think, my favorite Bad Religion record, Against the Grain. So, And it was a song we were able to play. And uh, for a German, I must admit, Bad Religion lyrics are sometimes really complicated. So it's uh, also a song I, w- I was able to sing and... and pronounce the words at least somehow. Modern Man isn't the only cover praises recorded. Here's Force of the Entity, which was originally done by Savior Machine.
mentioned about playing at Freakstock. I'm curious about where you do your gigs. I mean, it can't be church events, so where do you play? I must admit, we almost play not at all. We used to have a band, Preacher. It was also Andre and me and another bass player who was also singing. You got the Preacher songs also on a band camp site. And um, with that band, we were playing a little bit more, but most cases at Christian um, stuff. So there were like alternative Christian festivals in Poland and Czech Republic and uh, Ukraine where we were playing. And uh, yeah, at Freakstock and um, with Praiser, we played, I think, only one show in our hometown in Hamburg that was in a normal club together with a band called The Spirit That Guides Us from Norway. And um, I think most of the other gigs were uh, at Freakstock and also at um, some location in, in Saxony, and it's a part of Germany, where some uh, friends uh, made a show for us and some other bands, of course. So that were some of the few shows we were playing. And there the, the audience, I think, was mixed because uh, we played last year with um, the guys from Listener. Uh, Dan uh, was doing his solo tour together with uh, Chris and John, who I think used to be in The Chariot. And they were like the headliners there and we were like a support. And it was like a funny mix because they were doing more like this acoustic stuff on that tour and we were doing the hardcore stuff. But uh, yeah, we liked each other and it was a nice little concert. But as I said, we don't really play live that often because I think that's one of the problems, especially in Germany. Um, Christian music was never like uh, the big thing here. And in the normal punk rock scene, it's almost impossible to play as a Christian band because um, there's a strong atheistic part in, in normal punk rock, I think. And even people who like you and who know you personally and who think you're a cool guy and your lyrics are fine and everything, uh, in, in general, wouldn't, I think, book you or play a show with you, um, which is okay for me. And so we don't play that much. But I must also admit, um, we are all like, I'm 41, Andre is uh, almost 40, Robin is, uh, I think, 43. The other two guys have kids. And it's, it's another reason why we don't play that often. So it wasn't like no one wanted us to play. We are like, we can't, we have no time. Uh, it's not possible right now. Marcus spoke about not having enough time, so I just couldn't resist playing three of the shortest Praiser songs. That was You're Out. Next up, thanks, then it's not about fear. hardly know where to start talking about your music because Praiser has released so many songs. And of course, they all deal with serious issues. Is there no end to issues that you want to cover with your music? No, I don't think so. I mean, I always write uh, lyrics about stuff that's important to me at that time. So it might also change. It might be that uh, I write different stuff next year than I did this year because something new comes to my mind or some political stuff changes. Um, no, I don't think there's any end. Um, we, I said we don't play that uh, live that often, but um, we have this thing that, uh, and in general it works, that we go to the studio once a year and yeah, have like 15 or 16 songs that we write during this year and then we record them and then we put them online. So that's working fine for us. and. If everything works fine, we'll be in the studio sometimes in, in May or in June 
and we will record the next 15 or 16 songs. It's interesting too with Praiser because the music is almost equally split between songs in German and those in English. Yeah. Is it easy for you to write in both languages? Yes. Uh, I mean, I grew up with a lot of hardcore and punk that was an English language, and I think for a long time we also thought it's maybe cooler or it, it sounds better to do it in English, and a lot of German punk or hardcore bands, they sing in English. And so I think it's okay for me to do this, but I also know that my uh, English is limited. And it also happened uh, during the years that sometimes like two years or three years later, I read old lyrics and I think, oh no, it was wrong grammar or some word maybe wrong. I must say Andre, uh, he speaks better English. In general, I show him the lyrics before we record them and have a look at, it, at them. Is there anything wrong? Um, I think it's easier for me in German because it's my native language, but um, yeah, we, we switch. I think the next recording will uh, include more German songs again, but might be if we record in 2018 or whatever, then it's English again or so. I think both is, is possible. Well, you never have to worry about English grammar because this is punk music. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're right. And uh, when you sing the stuff, you leave out uh, half of the words anyway. Well, it wouldn't be fair to play only English tracks from Praiser and not include any of their German songs. This is Aufschrei and Lilien und Vogel. Markus Bender from Praiser and you're listening to The Antidote with Dave Hawkins. Wenn du wirklich glaubst, 
Bruder, der euch kennt und euch versteht. Die Welt, die tritt sich nur um Geld und Ruhm und Schein. Und immer mehr besetzt, so soll es bei euch nicht sein. Darum sorgt nicht für morgen, denn der morgige Tag. Und für das seine Sorgen ist genug, dass jeder Tag seine eigene Plage hat. Talking about the recordings, has there been a particular song that you feel is Praiser's most important? Um, I think, like with the bands, I, there, that there are a few songs that are uh, important to me or to us. One of the songs, when we play live, we start with is our first recording, which we did in 2009, I think, or early 2010. It's All My Love. It's like a song for Jesus. We had some songs about refugees. One song was called Jesus is a, was a refugee and we had also songs in German about this topic. Uh, I think and a song called Border What Border, which also is about this issue about borders and, and refugees. I think these songs are important to us. To me personal, the songs we did against homophobia are important because I think that's maybe one of the most important topics, um, especially in punk rock, because that's one of the things many people who are not Christians and who are in punk, one of the topics that make them angry about Christians, that they think uh, every Christian is a pure homophobe and hates gays and hates lesbian people. And often the church, um, I think, acted that way. And so I think these songs are important to me, but it also differs a little bit. Sometimes songs during the years become less important and, and others become more important yeah, like this. All my love for Jesus, all my love for Christ, in my deepest darkness, he is still alive. I will never turn away and never change my style, for I want with Jesus Christ until the day I die. Why don't give a shit, my dear, what do I have to bow? For the lies and sin, you've the place, I can't go down. This is it, so you might follow the road to all I dream. Pass the night, and I drink, and I drink. All my love and a second favorite of Praiser dealing with homophobia is Leave Them Alone. speak about the song Jesus was a refugee and obviously yeah. Germany has really taken a big lead in accepting Syrian refugees. Yeah. Canada too. In Canada too, yes. Do you think many countries are quite as outward looking as Germany is in accepting refugees? I think it's different. In Europe it's right now it's a very complicated topic. Um we got a lot of governments right now that are a little bit more like right-wing conservative governments um, and also in the different countries 
people who are like close to the border and, and stuff like this. But um, yeah, on the other hand, I think there are some countries who are open and I think sometimes people forget that some of the Arab countries or countries like Turkey, they welcome a lot of more refugees than, for example, uh, Germany did. And I mean, in, in general, we didn't invite that many refugees as, as it sometimes might uh, seem. Um, so I think other countries are sometimes even more open than we are. I know it sort of makes us look like we're the uh, poor country cousins because I think we're only taking in something like 28,000 Syrian yeah. refugees while Germany is, what, in the hundreds of thousands? Yeah, but I mean, okay, there were some camps for these refugees. Also in Hamburg, where we live, there were some groups organizing this and you, you could bring clothes or have in other ways. Um, but nowadays, it seems like there are not that many new refugees right now. Um, and of course, a reason for this, I think, is it's European politics, uh, closing the borders, making it complicated for people. And nowadays, it's not that big in the news anymore. But uh, the last year, there were also, again, a lot of people drowning um, when they tried to cross the sea from Africa to Europe. And uh, so it's still, um, I think, a problem that the borders are not open and that the ways for them to come here are really complicated. And some of the politicians, they act like we are open and we welcome refugees, but I think they could make it easier if they wanted to for these people to come. Yeah. I guess it's obvious that you, Marcus, and the music of Praiser is opinionated. Yeah. So I guess maybe this is going to sound sort of all-encompassing, but I want to hear your thoughts. What's society's biggest problem right now? Oh, <laughs> society's biggest problem? I think society has a lot of problems, to be honest. Um, I can only speak now for Germany. Germany is a very rich country. I think maybe one of the richest in the world. You've got a good life here and you've got a possibility to be educated and, and go to school. It's not that hard to get a job that's okay. And even if you've got no job, you still got a roof above your head. You've got something to eat in general. Of course, we have also homeless people, but, um, yeah, and people are still are complaining and we got an increase of conservative people who are like, against foreigners who are um, racists um, 
And I think this, like this unkind and loveless behavior may be the biggest problem because I think people got everything they need to live, even more than they need to live and still are not satisfied and um, still got hatred for people that didn't do anything to them. Um, I mean, Germany has terrible past with the Third Reich and, and, and the Nazis. And nowadays, these right-wing thoughts and, and also fascist thoughts are increasing again. And for Germany, I think that's right now our biggest problem. That I think, why do people have these uh, wicked opinions and, and this hostile behavior towards foreigners, towards refugees? Does it look like we go back in time to ways of thinking that I thought that had been gone? For, uh, for a long time. Of course, we're also seeing this happening in the United States with their new president. Yes, Donald Trump. I, I, I almost wrote a song that started with, why do you vote for Donald Trump? What's the matter? Are you dumb? Uh, but I, I think I threw it to the gut <laughs> because I thought it's right now it's not my topic. But yeah, yeah, it's, it's, it's the same. And when he starts like he wants to build a wall to Mexico and I can't understand it because uh, the problems the USA might have, uh, definitely, I think they don't come from, from Mexicans or from people going there. And I mean, in fact, the USA, they, they were started by immigrants, yeah, by people coming from Europe, taking the country away from the people who used to live there and, and starting their own thing. So every American nowadays feels not like an, a native uh, American is an immigrant or his ancestors were immigrants at least and i'm hoping donald trump is actually listening into the antidote tonight to try and understand that well there are so many problems in this world two more are covered on the songs violence and habits switch topics here a little bit yeah your latest release troubled times includes the track no good christian yeah it talks about failing as a christian yeah was that meant to be a statement aimed at christians or were you just unburdening your soul i think it was like more unburdening my soul so um because i grew up in a christian family really good and cool family and but i grew up in church and stuff like this and it's nothing i feel bitter about because I'm thankful that I grew up that way. And I think that's the same almost everywhere. It was in the 80s, in the 90s. Um, it was a little bit more harder, maybe. Uh, you had like these uh, expectations, how to be, and um, everyone had these. You think you can't do this, you can't do that, and you try to live it this way and that way, and you try to be the good Christian. But it's, I think it's almost impossible, and everyone, I think, has some darkness inside and just stuff that's not okay, hurts people, um, treats people in a way you don't want uh, to treat them. And yeah, then you, you realize I'm not a good Christian. I'm, I can't do this. Uh, and, um, I think it's almost something that's Paul 
already said in, in one of his letters when he said, the good stuff I want to do, I don't do it, and, and bad stuff that I don't want to do, I do. So I think it's nothing new. Because we are not that big, we are like, I would say, small German Christian punk band with some listeners. And uh, what I really appreciate and, and like is that we got contact to people like you, to Canada. We also got some guys from USA and uh, from Scotland and one of who li lived in uh, South Africa, I think. That's interesting. That's something I like that through the Internet um, that we got this contact to people from many different countries all over the world. And um, that's a nice effect that came from doing this band. I really do think that you guys are nuts because you offer all of your music for no charge on Bandcamp. I mean, don't you want to make any money? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, I must say we, we all have jobs and it's always okay. And it's to me, it's like a hobby. Other people spend a lot of cash for, I don't know, play tennis or whatever they do. And for us, it's like we go to the studio we have a guy we record with since years. He's really cool, and um, it's a fair price that we pay. To me, it's more important that everyone has the possibility to listen to our stuff. And um, uh, we also had a song about this, like, worship industry. Sometimes Christian bands are worse than, than normal bands when it comes to make cash to uh, sell their stuff. It's, it's sometimes a little bit awful uh, that... Christian music, worship music, and, and even sermons and stuff like this became an industry. And I, I think we are also a little bit influenced by this maybe anarchist or socialist thing that everyone can have everything and give what he is able to give. And a lot of non-Christian punk bands, I think, do this too. But uh, also guys like Keith Green, uh, I mean, he did it already back in the 70s. He sent his records on vinyl to people who asked for it, and then he said they can donate something, but they didn't uh, have to do it. So he gave stuff also somehow away for free or for give what you want. Some people give uh, something when they download our stuff, and that's fine with us. And if someone says, I don't want or I don't have the money, it's also uh, fine with us. <laughs> Worship industry with Praiser explaining why they give their music away. 
Marcus mentioned that you can simply download any of Praiser's music for free, but show these guys some love and give some cash when you get a download from their Bandcamp site. You know, we've had songs from just seven of the releases by Praiser, so there is no lack of punk music there to add to your collection. I'm going to bring the next edition of The Antidote back to Canada. Living just an hour away from our home base here in Peterborough, Ontario, we meet with the band FM Reset. Their music style has grown up and out of their roots as a worship band, and now deliver pop rock with depth and awesome harmonies. Tune in for the feature on FM Reset, because you're really going to enjoy it. Here comes more of my chat with Marcus Bender and the song Call It What You Will from Praiser's Troubled Times release. We'll see you again next week. Well, Marcus, I want to close with the final song from Troubled Times, Call It What You Will. Yeah. It seems to really sum up everything that Praiser is about, but maybe you could fill us in about it. Yeah, it's Call It What You Will. It's, I think, more like a final statement for the try to be part of the normal punk rock scene because I think during the years we had a lot of lyrics where I think we made very clear statements about what we think and and a lot of our lyrics would fit for any normal punk band and I think some of our lyrics are even more left-wing or more uh, anarchist than some normal punk band's lyrics and, and still you don't seem to have a chance to play a show or in a normal punk club or to be signed by a normal label or stuff like this. So for me, it was like this final statement that we said, we are against homophobia, we are against uh, racism, against sexism and stuff like this, that like most of the punk bands are, but we are also Christian band. We will always be for us. It's not religion, it's spirituality. And uh, if you can stand this, then leave it and um, we won't change because I think that would be hypocrisy and that would be really lame for me. Change your lyrics or leave something out that's important to you just to get a show or just to get uh, more people to listen to your stuff, then I don't need it. When we were in touch about doing this interview, you promised me, Marcus, that you were going to be really well behaved and not swear too much. And I think you pulled it off. (laughs) Yeah, I, I did my best. <laughs> Seriously, this was awesome. Thanks so much for coming on The Antidote. Thank you, too.
understand our name. But do you really think that's punk? I think that would be fucking lame. We will always sing about Christ. The same as we'll always speak out. Against injustice and oppression. Cause that's what we think hardcore is about.